Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Colin. Thank you. <laughs> um, I saw you at Fresh Tracks, uh-huh. the showing. You uh-huh. did a piece about yoga. Yes. It was more like a commentary on. Mm-hmm. So what was your comment on yoga? What was my comment on yoga? Well... <laughs> in a sentence. <laughs> in a sentence. That's so hard. My comment is that... It's so complicated. I think that I'm commenting on several aspects. One being my own personal relationship to yoga, which is complicated. And two, the sort of culture of yoga that's become so capitalistic. And then the third being that I'm trying to address in a way the history of contemporary yoga which is it it comes from like these weird ideas of you know like this this white woman who who was from Russia and then like talked this Indian guru into teaching her to do yoga she basically like used like her um white privilege to like get this this Indian guy to teach her yoga because women weren't allowed to, to do yoga in the early 1900s. And then she like like took it to China and was teaching it to like refugees in China and then took it to the US and then taught like celebrities. And so like that's where- That's like, what happened? That's one of the pioneers of like contemporary yoga. Her name is Indra Devi. Okay. And there's this amazing book about her. It's like her, bi- it's her biography. That she, that someone else wrote. Someone else wrote about her life. That admires her, that like critiques her, or just sort of just tells like, the story. Of, tells the story. I like, mean, she was love style. Yeah, like she was this incredible woman. She like did all these things, traveled all over the world. So it was incredible. It was incredible, but also like, but also complicated. Uh huh. And and so I'm trying to like get people to think about where things come from, mm-hmm. and and to understand that 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 there's a complicated history to everything right. and and this is like one of the things that I'm interested in is like understanding yoga because I started practicing in it when I was a kid and my mom was like really into new age stuff uh-huh. and in Montana yeah wow yeah are your parents still married no divorced since you were young Re- yeah but like and then remarried oh they got remarried yeah so they're married now yes interesting yeah wow the loop back <laughs> um oh that's so interesting yeah. Did the yoga happen like before the divorce or I I'm picturing your divorced mom being like, "Okay, Colin, <laughs> let's get in child's pose." Yeah. And then it like Well, actually it just continued her. The yoga was sort of like from my dad. Like my dad, I remember oh. practicing with him like like we had these VHS tapes of Rodney Yee. I don't know if you know who he is. No. He's this really famous like yoga teacher like like the um who's the guy with the fro and the jazzercise yeah kind of like that but he has that like guy of yoga he's has, yeah he has like long beautiful black hair and he did these vhs tapes of like how to do yoga in your living room in uh-huh. the 90s like the late 90s early 2000s oh, that's and so we cold. had like all of his vhs tapes so i remember like practicing with my dad in like the living room with like props and chairs and stuff when you're like eight nine ten yeah wow <laughs> how old were they when the divorce happened uh they were like in their early 30s i think well, when you, how old were you, though? Oh, I was nine, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they get divorced messy or clean? Mm, kind of messy, but I don't know what divorce is really clean. 
Anyway. I feel like, well, I imagine there could be a clean divorce. Like, Gwyneth Paltrow had a clean divorce. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely amicable. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, there wasn't... But it was stressful. A little bit. I mean, they're, they were so much happier apart that it sort uh-huh. of made sense. Even to me as a nine-year-old, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense that they should get divorced. Did you think, don't do this, don't do this? <laughs> no, I remember just thinking, like, I don't... Like, do whatever you need to do. Like, it doesn't... I don't know. Uh-huh. As long as, like, we get to see both of you. Yeah. And that, that you're not going to fight over our time. Uh-huh. Uh, which they did a little bit, but... Okay. Yeah. You have siblings? Yeah, two sisters. Older, younger? Younger. Two younger sisters. So you're, like, the older man. Yeah. Not the older man. The older brother. The first-born man. First-born man. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. Do you identify as gay or you're pan or you're non-sexual? I as gay, yeah. <laughs> I definitely... I'm definitely a gay man. Okay. Man. <laughs> Yeah. So you're not non-binary. You're into the binary. I'm, yeah, I would say, is that like a controversial thing to say? I'm de- I don't think so. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I mean, I identify as a man, but I'm, I'm also interested in understanding what that means. Yeah. Well, you have long hair. Yeah, I have long hair. <laughs> I guess, is that manly? I don't know. And some, no. yeah. <laughs> Except Gaston has long hair. You know, you never know. Right. Yeah, that's true. I love it when people are like, I'm non-binary. I don't, I don't um, like subscribe to whatever. And then they're like. I, I'm like, so who are you attracted to? And usually they're like, I'm attracted to like traditional forms of masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fine. That's totally fine. But I yeah. feel like it's a bit of a reconciling in themselves about like, maybe they're making up for how much they want to just be with like, right. douchebag dude man. And then maybe they, but you know, I'm always, I'm always just projecting as I always yeah. do. <laughs> No, it makes me think of, uh, so Raj and I were talking about, uh, we were having this conversation about. Raj is your boyfriend. Raj is my boyfriend. Also dancer. Fiance. Fiance, right. Yes. Uh, we're getting married in August. Wow. Drum roll. Yeah. How long have you been engaged? We've been engaged for like a year, over, over a year. We okay. got engaged last May, but okay. Raja like proposed, I don't know, like three years ago. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm interested in, in getting married, like. What do you think? And I was like, "That's I'm not a proposal." I was like, "I'm interested in that." Well, it was sort of like a proposal. I was like, "Yes." It's sort of like it. Are you sitting next to each other? Uh, I think we were on a walk. Okay, <laughs> but you kept walking. It's not like he stopped and turned to you. No, it was. It wasn't like a formal proposal. It was just like I. I think that this right. is. It's a soft opening. Yeah. Okay. And then and then I sort of closed the loop. <laughs> when? Last May. Okay, so it was like a year past after yeah. that. Yeah. What, did you feel like you were jockeying that year? Like, who was, like, you were on a trip, and you're like, is this going to happen now? And then you were on another trip, and he was like, is this going to happen now? Well, I think he was waiting for a long time. He was like, okay, like, when is this going to happen? And then I was, like, thinking about a timeline for my life, our life together. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, pr- I should probably get on this. Like, we got to, we need to get married soon. Why? Um, well, we want to have children. We want to, like, I don't know. We have goals, uh-huh. and I of having like, children. Yeah, of having children, and, and maybe owning real estate. Yeah, maybe owning like having a you know these like adult goals that you think that you'll never have, and then you reach a certain age, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I really want these things, yeah. and I need to figure out what to do to make those things happen. How old are you now? Twenty nine, and he's thirty two. Okay. Yeah. He's young. That's <laughs> still very young. That's very young for like, gay years. I Except, I don't know. I read, I love, re- well, I love, it's sort of like I hate read the vow section of New York Times. Oh, yeah. And I always just read the gay ones to like figure out where, I always, <laughs> I just go to the gay pictures because I don't care about people who don't want to pay enough to get a picture in. Yeah. And then I read the last line of how they met. It's always how they met on the last line. Uh-huh. But my point was, there are some people who are like, he's 24 and he's 27. And I'm like, 
good luck, queen. Like, yeah. this was the number two boyfriend you've ever had, and you're in love. But had you been in love before, Raja? Yeah, I was in a long-term relationship. Um, Do you love those? Yeah, I would say I'm... I'm I'm into the relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> was that... But is this only the second serious one? Um, yeah, the second serious one. I mean, I had, like, other more casual relationships, but this was, like... Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you monogamous always? Mm-hmm. Are you mon- monogamish? Um, don't... De- definitely monogamous, yeah. Okay. Definitely yeah. monogamous. Yes. So since you started dating Roger, <laughs> you've never been with anyone else? No. And he hasn't? No. <laughs> and you're sure of that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And how long has it been? When did you meet? We met, so in August, it'll be four years. I hope I don't sound so shocked. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's... I hate listening back to this podcast. And I'm like, God, I'm, it's just like, you know how you can tell who someone is or what they think by the questions they ask. Right. Um, I just feel like there are a lot of men that it's hard to find a monogamous sort of chill. Yeah, that seems to be the case. But I, you feel sexually fulfilled. Yeah. You're like, I don't want anything else. No. Anyway, that was three years ago, four years ago? Four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, so wait, after a year, you talked about getting married? Um, yeah, I think so. I think like Raja had brought it up and, and then it it had been on my mind, but I was also waiting. I, I had, I wanted to be in a, in a better place financially and Mm -hmm. career wise. And Uh before I proposed, I needed one more year for that. Well, yeah, (laughs) I needed like several years to get my shit together. Uh Not that I have my shit together now. But it's more. It's more, yeah. You got a Fresh Track residency. That's pretty a, cool. Yeah, I got a Fresh Track residency. At New York Live Arts? Yes. <laughs> so uh, Applications are open now. Maybe. I don't know. I've auditioned twice. Really? Yep. No. Obviously, no. Both times. Well, but did you, like, actually audition? I actually auditioned twice. That's amazing. Are I you... know. Well, some people... Was it your first audition? You, you enter into a lottery. Yeah. All you dancers out there who want to have your dream crushed, it, you <laughs> enter a lottery. I'm just kidding. You enter a lottery, and then you get chosen to audition in August, and, and yeah. they choose five, and there's always the gay white boys lot. Right. I find. <laughs> I find. So it's really like, vie for your spot. <laughs> but you were that one this year. I was that one. Um, How was that to fill such a coveted role? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't expect to get it. I was just, I was thrilled that I had the opportunity to share that piece. I've been working on that solo for a year mm-hmm. and it had gone through like three or four iterations where I'd shown it at Bax and I'd shown it at Waxworks. And so it felt like it was in a really developed place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kept working on it. And then, and then I, 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 this may be like not fair to say, but I also feel like I had. I knew some of the panelists, like they were, they knew who I was. Well, you usually know the panelists, like, yeah, but I feel like the world is only so big. Right. But it does, I do feel like it helps in some ways to like have that entry point. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I just, I knew a lot of the panelists too. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But also the work was, you know, there was some half-baked parts of it. I think I was unsure about a lot and I think the unsureness really translated. Whereas it sounds like you're like having spent a lot of time with it sort of doing it and performing it in front. I think that was the thing is I spent a lot of time mm. with my material, but I didn't mm. spend a lot of time in front of other people with it. Mm. So then like adding auditions, I think it was just, it was a mess. But you feel like you nailed it. I think so. I, yeah. I audition tips. Audition tips. Um, if you want to get fresh tracks, <laughs> here are the audition tips. I would say, like, know what you're saying. That's my audition tip. Know what you're saying. Understand your thesis. And... Have fun. I don't know. I don't, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't think that I really had fun necessarily. Yeah. It was like nerve wracking. I thought I was going to throw up before. It like, it's not a nice solo to do. Like yeah. I feel kind of like, 
wrecked at the end of it where yeah. I'm like, I'm, am I losing my mind? Yeah. It's not like, it feels like, I don't know, this is kind of a gross analogy, but it's like, oh, I just took a big shit. Like, this feels good to, like, get it out. I say that about every <laughs> performance I do. Like, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel like I just took the biggest shit in my life. Yeah. It's, like, important, necessary, but, like, I don't know. I don't, like, miss it. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you're happy it's done. Yeah. And you feel better, actually, after. You do. What do you think about people who say condescending things like, um, oh, that's so great that you are able to follow your passion like you do? Hmm. Or, because I feel like dance and performance is a lot of work. Yeah. Well, everyone know. Well, everyone who's in it knows that it's a lot of work. But I feel like there's a certain attitude of, um, like, oh, it must be easy to do what you love, kind of a thing. Mm. And then I find it, I can get internally conflicted about when I start resenting it, or I don't want to do it, or it feels like too much work. And I'm like, well, I thought this was the thing that I am supposed to be doing. Why do I feel so frustrated about it? Yeah. I don't know. There's no like. There's not. There's just no. There's no support for it. And and we don't live in a world where there's infrastructure for the arts or people who want to make work. So you kind of. It's up to you. So people who are like, oh, it's so amazing. It's your passion. Like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. You don't really see all of the other work that goes into that, right. which you shouldn't necessarily. So like, think whatever you want to think, and that's wonderful that you see that. But also like. I don't know, I spend so many hours in the studio just like laying around and being like, I don't know what I'm doing. This isn't interesting. Like, why am I doing this? It's like a lot of questions. And then, I don't know, it's not really glamorous. Right. <laughs> People have this idea of, ugh, it's just, it's so annoying to me that there's still these antiquated ideas of what it means to be a dancer. And... Recently, like I got, I just started working in this tech company where like I have a good salary and all these things, and and I also find myself questioning like, oh well, does this mean like you're giving up? You know, like yeah. you've sold your soul or something? I've and it's like, that. yeah, and it's like, well, no, I I just I have different goals. It doesn't mean that I'm quitting. And my soul needs to eat. Yeah, or like my soul needs <laughs> to like have a PTO here and there. Yeah, and like a retirement fund. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to talk Health about retirement? Insurance. Do you have a retirement fund? <laughs> I just started a 401k. Roth 401k or traditional 401k? Traditional 401k. But maybe Do they offer a Roth? They don't, not at this company. But okay. I'm thinking of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to, I have a meeting with my, um, with an accountant to talk about like planning. Like an H&R Block person? Um, no, or it's like a family, it's like a family accountant. Okay. Yeah. Are you, like, does your family have that much money? No. <laughs> <laughs> not by any means. Do you means, have a family but... office? Have you heard about those? People who have enough, so much money, they have family offices. Yeah, I have, actually. Yeah. And working, well, working in development this past year right. at Youth America Grand Prix, I saw a lot of that, a lot yeah. of money and how people just throw it around. Yeah. Do you know what, um, do you have a Roth IRA? Um, I don't. If you make under $122,000 a year, you should have a Roth IRA. Oh, this is good to know. But does, um, does your employer match the 401k? They don't. But they, they don't at all? They don't. Okay, so you need to... Get a Roth IRA at Vanguard or another low-cost brokerage uh -huh. firm. Uh -huh. And I'll tell you more about this maybe after the podcast. But everybody, <laughs> you are able, your best financial this advisor. This is really good information. The best financial advisor you will ever have is in the mirror. Uh. Because nobody's going to care more about your money than you are. Right. That's true. And, if, and it's better to do nothing than to do something that you do not understand. Mm -hmm. So meet with this accountant, but feel how, notice how you feel with them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel like you totally trust them or that they have your best interest or that they're 
brushing over things or they don't want to fully explain things to you, that is not your person. <laughs> yeah. Because you are your person. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, what's that? Like, I hate the... There's, like, so much bad financial advice out there. Like, oh, we'll just cut back on your lattes. Like, if those millennials would just, like, stop drinking lattes. I think people shat on <laughs> Susie Orman about that or right. something. But right. I... <laughs> what I just told you was a lot of Susie Ormanisms. I'm a big Susie Orman fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm a she's big great. The, the articles that are against the lattes things are, are all about, like, there are these structural things that... Basically, people in older generations didn't have to work as hard as us, and they got everything. Yeah. It's, like, usually the story that's told, at least. Right. And now it's, like, no one has a chance at succeeding. Well, it's, like, I don't know. If, like, what does the $3 latte mean to you? Like, if it means, like, if you're, if that means... If you can't like, go to that damn job without the latte, like, keep the job and pay for the latte. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I don't know. And then, like, get a raise, and then you're, like, right. making more money, and, you, and that yeah. you know, that latte, like, helped you, I don't know, made your life better or whatever. Right. I also never had the idea <laughs> of, like, moving to New York, and then I would, like, I always think I'm going to have a big jump in the money I have somehow like something is going to take off and I'm going to get five million dollars all at once right and then I'll buy an apartment I never think like oh if I just keep working hard enough I'll like buy a house in the tri-state area no like who does that are you guys thinking about you must be thinking about that like well, we could I live mean, in Rhinebeck yeah I mean it's like it's very far 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 off is it far far off you're getting married well so you can I have mean, kids and you're 29 yeah but like I just thinking about like real estate like in yeah. the, the city and even like in the surrounding area like it's it's hard to imagine right now but i mean there's always dreaming and what is your dream my dream is to have like uh, a small house in in south slope <laughs> brooklyn because <laughs> that's the neighborhood that i live in is in south slope uh-huh. and i just love like the little houses like, they have little lawns right yeah there's like a little backyard they're like two stories really cute and they go for like a million uh-huh. a million five yeah so that, yeah <laughs> but i don't know maybe now that i'm working in sales you know it's closer than i think that's right <laughs> now that you're working in sales um <laughs> mine is two and a half two bedroom one and a half bath uh in the west village oh yeah for under 1.5 oh that's it's amazing. hard to find right. it's hard to find but they exist but i love how our wildest dreams is 1.5 million dollar house which yeah. is like two bedroom three bedroom i know i like to think about like the property that i mean my my parent my mom pays like way less than her mortgage every month on their house on like six acres in montana in montana yeah yeah but it's just crazy to think about you know with the husband she married twice well with her with her new husband did they was there a double divorce no so so my parents got divorced and they remarried separate people Oh, I thought they remarried oh, each no, other. No. <laughs> I thought they married each other again. No. Sorry. Oh, okay, they remarried <laughs> other people. That's that's much okay, that's much less interesting. <laughs> okay, but do we like the in-laws? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to model anything? How do you feel about modeling a marriage after the being a childhood divorce? Oh god, I don't know. This is why I'm in therapy right now. How long have you been in therapy? <laughs> Not long, just one session. But... You've only had one? Yeah. How much is it? <laughs> Well, now that I have good insurance, uh, it's only $40. Good. Mine's 45 <laughs> I go to a sliding scale place. You can go to a sliding scale place. Yeah. Based on your income. And if you have Aetna health insurance, it usually there are actually some therapists who accept it. Okay, great. And so are you going to go every week? Yeah. And it's coming out of your FSA, right? Your, your, um, your yeah, it is. Yeah. Because you set aside $2,000 or whatever it was? Yeah. Well, I'm starting to, like, every paycheck I put into the FSA. Right. But you have to claim at the beginning how much it is going to be for the year. But you right. join mid-year, so it's... A it's like, yeah, it's kind of wonky. If you have an FSA, flexible spending account at work, you need to take advantage of it. 
It's no, it's true. These are so many things that like people don't talk about and they don't teach you. But they take it out of your paycheck before <laughs> they do taxes on it, it's and pre-tax, it's, yeah. it's dedicated to health eligible healthcare expenses, of which there are a lot. Yeah. Every time you go to the doctor, every time you go to therapy, whatever, those are all deductible, or like you can use your FSA for those. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so your income is less, so you pay less taxes. It's good. Yeah. I even learned about a, an HSA, which I didn't really know about. That's health. for older people. Yeah. But it's still like good to know. You health know? spending account <laughs> is for when you get older and you like might have to have like a billion dollars. But what's cool is you can take that money and then it, does, you, it doesn't just like go away. Whereas an FSA, if you don't spend it, then it goes away. Right. Right. Well, because in HSA, it's usually people who aren't working, and it's like a whole. Mm-hmm. But yeah, FSA, you have to use it by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, they give you a period until March <laughs> of the following year. So it's really, you have like 15 months. Right. Is this the first job where you've had these things? Yeah. I mean, at, at my last job, they had like really shitty benefits. But uh-huh. um, this is, yeah, this is the first time I've had like good insurance. Isn't it weird that you start a job and then you get insurance? Mm-hmm. It's like, what is different about me that I should have this access now? It's ins- insane. It's weird when you think about it, because I, I started my job with health insurance the day that I, it was like a week before I, the last day of the month when I turned 26, whatever. Uh-huh. There was one day I was like, I just have to make it from my house to work to sign up for the health insurance and I'm be good. <laughs> just like dodging buses. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm like, okay, so I nailed it. Great. But this should not, this feels like this is not the way it should work. No, it isn't. I mean, and I, I mean, I, I work for a company now that does, they, it's a professional employer organization. So they do, they basically like administer health. They have a relationship with a health insurance carrier and then people can like buy into that, their plans, which are like way reduced because they put everyone under an umbrella. Right. And so it's like really cool because I end up having all these conversations with people about health insurance and what's the best gay one. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Well, you're not on prep, though, probably. No. Okay. Yeah. Were you ever on prep? No, I was not. Uh, I am. I'm one of the drugged up gays. <laughs> Is that, would you have been if you were single, you think? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's good to be safe. What other gay thing? I mean, because you don't have an STD. No. Wow. <laughs> if a single life in the city, good luck to everybody out there. Yeah. I mean, it's all part of the... Anyway, there's more to gay health than <laughs> STDs, but... Yeah. So what health, I guess, what health things were you curious about with? You mean like with health insurance? Yeah. Or, um, like the therapy thing? That's yeah. I guess like, I guess I'm just like learning about how, how people even get, how people get insurance, like how they acquire it and how do companies acquire it. And then it's weird. It's, it's this whole other world that like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it exists anywhere else in the world, but the U.S. is kind of crazy with it. And it's also like once you have yours, you're like, okay, I'm good with mine. It's like. The, the incentive to change the system is not there because most no. people have something that they're okay with. Yeah. So they don't want to like shake it up because they know it's And ridiculous. everybody thinks it's like a scam. So then they, I don't know. And then you call, like I, I'm doing cold calling and people just are like, why are you trying to sell me something else? And I'm like, well, no, you, you actually don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. And I have to say that nicely. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you don't. You don't know what you're talking about because the health insurance laws are so complicated that hard, not many people understand all of the nuances that go into it. But, you so know. So are you selling health insurance? In a way. I'm selling, health, like. health insurance related. Yeah. It's a, it's a professional employer organization. So they. Okay. It's like HR benefits. Oh, compliance. it's a benefits. Oh, got it. Yeah. So it's like, like you all, know. Yeah. 
Uno might be a competitor of yours. It probably is. Okay. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. <laughs> they're, but... they're a big employer in um, Portland, Maine, and they also oh, have okay. a, a office in Chattanooga or something. But anyway, yeah. like I know a lot. I'm from Maine, so okay. I know a lot of Unum. Yeah. People who work at Unum, and it's the same type of organization. Yeah, it's it's strange and also like so necessary. I think. Where are you getting married? We are getting married in West Coxsackie. West. <laughs> That sounds like it's a made-up SNL town for a gay wedding. Yeah, it's in the Hudson Valley. Beautiful. Yeah, at this above Albany or below. Below Albany. Nice. Um, it's at this place called Windrift Hall. Uh, it's an old farmhouse um, that wasn't not, straight. Yeah, was not built by enslaved people, which is good. Great Benny. Yeah, and yeah, it's really. It's... <laughs> Can you imagine you're like we're getting married at Whitestone Plantation Oof. in. There are a lot of those weddings that happen. I know. And that was actually something that Raja brought up when we got there. He was like, I want to know the history of this place. Just because it's, you know, it's important. Yeah. You know. So, but yeah, it's it's Windrift Hall. It's an old farmhouse. And so funny, they're the sponsor of this podcast, Windrift Hall. Oh my God, really? Yes. What? That's yes, shout crazy. out to Windrift Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, everybody should get married there. Yeah. Well, they only offer like 12 weddings a year, but. Really? Yeah. Because they're a farm otherwise? Because I think it has to do with, like, their, like, the local laws or whatever with, okay. like, events and stuff. So you, you're one of the dozen. Yeah. You're so excited to get married. So excited. Is it like... Yeah, what is it like? I feel anxious. In what way? Like, I don't know, like, jittery. Like About? Oh, just about getting married. I'm, like, ready for it to happen. About the day or about the after or... Kind of about the day. Uh-huh. I'm, like, I already, I already feel married in a way. Like, I feel committed and, and content but I'm, like, anxious about the actual day. Uh-huh. Like, bringing everyone's eyes on you? Or... Like, bringing everyone like performance... together, like, families coming together, friends, like, all these new people, coordinating all the logistics. Mm-hmm. Like, we're kind of having a big wedding. It's 120 people. So there's, like, a lot of negotiating and coordinating and uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> how, do you come up against um, weird, like, this is how hetero weddings work and how do we want ours to work? Yeah, Totally. That was, like, a big thing that we talked a lot about. Yeah. And are still talking about. So it's, like, who's gonna, who's standing at the altar and who's walking down the aisle? Or are you coming from the sides? Both coming We're from the sides. We're walking down together. You're walking down together? Yeah. Like, fuck the parents. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys' moms. Yeah, you can get, like, what I realized and I'm continuing to realize is you can just make up your own rules. Mm-hmm. And your own rituals. Well, that's the whole, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you can't really make up, well, you can make up your own ritual. A ritual is something you do over and over and over again. Right. But it, I guess... It, and, well, you and, can make up your own ceremony in some yes, ways. Like, yes. figure out what are the things that are meaningful, or, like, the text that's meaningful. Right. And so ours is, like, a mishmash of, like, many different traditions. Uh-huh. And I'm excited about that because that's sort of, like, who we are. We're, like, this weird, you know, conglomeration of so many different things. Right. So... How, um... Is it going to be outdoor or indoor? It's outdoors. Oh, fuck. I hate that. I hate that. I'm so nervous about that. Are you nervous about the uh, weather? The weather. It's such like a terrible, it's like not an interesting question. But No. Um, uh, we, have, well, we, have a, we have a rain plan. Okay, so good. So if it rains, then... You'll be in the barn or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we'll have tents. So it'll, you know, it'll be an adventure. This was my question. <laughs> Is, are you um, spending the night together the night before the wedding? Yeah. I think Hi, so. Uh, <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. I was just having this conversation with my other friend who's engaged. 
you have you spend the night before separate like this is, I was like this is the dramaturgy of the situation you right. spend the night before separate and then you like don't see them until you're like all done up and then you like see each other I think the photo where you like they set it up so that it's the reveal oh, the yeah. video, I think that is like insufferable but the like seeing each other for the first time when you're all dressed up like at the ceremony I think is so poignant or right. like Maybe we'll have to do that now. I actually, like, that's not something I had even thought about. Can you imagine going to bed <laughs> next to him and he's, like, the guy, like, just, like, going next to Raja and then I'm going to get married to him tomorrow? Because then you wake up in the middle of the night, he's snoring, and you're like, right. I'm going to get married to this tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Whereas if you're, you're alone, it's like, oh, my last night alone, la, la, la. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to jack off. Like, this is special. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, maybe. We'll t- I have to talk to him about okay. it now. You're not staying in tents, are you? No. Okay, good. Yeah. It's an Airbnb. Not an Airbnb, but a BNB or something cute. Yeah, it's like, well, we're having friends stay with us. We have, like, the whole week up there. So it's, I don't know, it sleeps, like, 14 people. We have, like, Great. a nice big bedroom. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so Roger can sleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know, when did you know you wanted to get married to him? When did I know? I think, I think fairly early on, I thought like that. Like, month two. Yeah, I felt like it was really serious. And... And that kind of overwhelmed me because I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. And then a lot of my friends were telling me that I needed to date around and like figure out myself. Because you were 25 or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, you know, you're still immature. Like you need to like figure out who you are. Been in the city for two or three years. Yeah. Some of those friends have since like dropped away. Uh Uh-huh. Because I I feel like they gave me bad advice. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I don't know. It just, Yeah sort of made sense uh-huh do you think it made sense for him that early on also mm-hmm well so you guys were in it he like early. he knew he figured things out before me which is usually the case uh-huh i feel like i'm a little slow who said i love you first raja when <laughs> when we were on a residency at silo have you been to silo no what's silo it's this dance residency place in pennsylvania oh okay yeah how how long you've been together though though we had been together, like, not long. Like, a couple months. Okay. Yeah. So it was, like, on in the beginning. Yeah. And then it, like, just hasn't turned off. No. Have you gotten close to breaking up? No. <laughs> I think Does we it... both, I think we both, like, really wanted, we wanted, we wanted this. And we want to, we both really, like, really want With each other. Yeah. And we want to deal with our, you know, with the problems that come up and to work at it. It's mm-hmm. not... It's definitely not easy. It's like a lot of daily work, and but since we both wanted it, it you know it continues to make sense. So it feels easy. Um, some days. <laughs> so some days it feels hard. Yeah. Do you have like so. we don't go to bed angry shit? We we're like, yeah we're like we're developing our own roles as we go along, mm-hmm. and I think there like therapy helps to facilitate some of those conversations because you always think like with the two of you yeah Do you, have you done couples therapy yeah like we've just started <gasps> couples therapy so like oh, that's what you mean by therapy you didn't go alone yeah I'm, you had one session the two of you yeah oh okay so your insurance covers couples therapy yeah okay cool <laughs> it's really cool wow but yeah, you always think you're gonna have these conversations with your with your partner. You're like, oh, we live together, like so. Of course, we'll nope. like, talk, and it doesn't nope. happen. Get on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, <clears throat> you 
Is this part of the lead up to the wedding is like the couples counseling that people do before they get married? Yeah, I think so. But we had been wanting to do it for a while. Yeah, and but it, now it's like do or die. Like, it's like we got we to gotta do it. Yeah. Wow. So and, you like signed up for the eight sessions before basically. Yeah, basically. And a lot of our friends were like, it's really great. It's really helpful. Is to it do. marriage counseling? Um, it's like couples counseling. So like I'm sure we'll But they continue. know you're getting married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a timeline item. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I am so trepidatious about couples therapy. Not that I need to be, because I'm not in a couple. But that it's um you can't unsay anything that you say in in couples yeah. therapy. Whereas if you're by yourself in therapy, you you can say anything, right? And it's just it it stays with your therapist. Yeah. But in couples therapy, like if they ask you a question and you answer it you have to it's the answer is out there yeah it's uh it's it's the accountability factor uh-huh. i think is is important and necessary you mean like like having the therapist there to be like i just heard what you said i'm going to reflect it back to you both mm-hmm. what do you both think of that and like and then you respond or you respond and and then you know and then it continues but to having that like feedback loop is really helpful because then you're like oh maybe i was hearing i maybe i actually heard something totally different which happens all the time all the everybody time. like we're always it reminds me of this this quote that we're talking a lot about in the feather theory in the show that we're working on where like we keep like human beings keep like bumping up against each other's exteriors trying to like reveal our interiors but we can't ever like get there and so we're always just trying <laughs> i'm laughing because i'm 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 listening to what i hearing you talk about what it's like to be in therapy and me like project what I think it would be like is just showing me that it's because every uh, relationship I've been in it's like I don't want to be on the couch because it, mm-hmm. it would break us up okay yeah. like if this if the right question was asked like the relationship was mm. is gonna be done yeah did you have a bad breakup with the one before yeah it was really bad really yeah like cheating or just like yeah like there was living together there was like some cheating on my part um oh. and and living together and and but you agree that cheating is a symptom of a problem yeah because it wasn't like you're like needed to have sex with somebody else no it's definitely a symptom of of larger issues in the relationship and my own like inability to express that i felt like things weren't working yeah were you in denial i think so for a long time because you wanted a husband yeah I wanted I yeah I was waiting I felt like I was always waiting for him to like get on the same page with me hmm. um, but you knew he wasn't going to and a part of me didn't or a part of me knew that he that he wasn't yeah like the deeper part maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the deep part of you is like down for Raja yeah wow yeah I think yeah yeah I'm not saying wow, like gosh, I'm just saying wow that it's you really found it in in the city. In the city, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like gays who meet in like smaller towns or smaller cities across America. It's like really nice when they get together, and then it's sort of. I'm, well, I'm this was I mean all of this up, but well, I feel, no, but like that, that was sort of my experience in college. Was like I'm like I was dating. I'm this, one of the three cutest boys here, so I'll choose out of the other two and. Like, this like is you, so literally, like, like, the only other person that I could date. Yes. And there's no... I, I mean, there are so other people. Him. Yeah, so, like, we were together, and then... And either and we were both like, well, there's really no one else. 
And then when we came to New York, it was like, it was hard to make that transition. Did you come to New York together? Yeah. <gasps> With the boyfriend? Yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. And he was the one that you ended up breaking up with. Yeah. How much time was in between him and Raja? Not long, like a few months. Did we have like a great gay time during that few months? Or not, you just like, <laughs> um, kind of. Lied low, you were busy. I think I was like uh, trying to like date and like. And you're like, this sucks. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. This is really hard. I don't know how people do this. I like. <laughs> I can't pay for this much. Yeah. And... Anybody of any income goes like, go on enough dates and you'll be like, this is not worth it. And then like, I don't know. And then there were people that would like fall in love with you. And you're like, I'm not. This was not what was happening at yeah. that table. So it's, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. And I have other friends that are dating and s- struggling with that. Dating like on the dating scene. Yeah. <sighs> Like gay, Roger, um, gay and straight. No, I met Raja through friends, which is nice. Yeah, it's like more soulful. Yeah, and like you, it's like you have a substantive common ground. Yeah. Whereas if you meet somebody online, it's like what you had in common was you both had a phone. Right. Yeah. And like wanted a boyfriend. Yeah. Well, not even that. You just had a phone, <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think will change about you once you get married? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that I'm, I think that we're always changing. So I don't know what marriage looks, I don't know like what marriage, I'm sure that it will change me, but I don't know what, I think that something that is exciting to me is, is the, like the, the element of like security in this way of like, I know that we have this co-creation the structure that we have the score yeah that we're like we can we can like use our marriage to help support each other um and and that we're like very much individuals um i don't know and we there's this we like to joke in some ways about how like we wouldn't necessarily be like good friends uh-huh. <laughs> like i don't know how there are people i know people that are like you know oh i married my best friend and i'm like really like how do you do that because i don't i feel like it's different with us so i was talking to my friend about that very thing (laughs) and he was like i don't i didn't i'm not gonna marry my best friend i talked to my best friend about you (laughs) yeah 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 it's true i don't know you have to have like other lives and you know speaking of having other lives you are in a lot of the work that raja makes yes how do you feel about that um excited (laughs) really yeah i this is something that we we talked about from the very beginning because we started we were working together professionally and also seeing each other was just setting clear boundaries and then being and you know you guys respect those boundaries yeah and i was also like didn't i was really afraid that people would accuse me of nepotism or something so i would I would work really hard in rehearsals because I'm like, I want to show, I want to prove to all the other company members that like, I'm, you know, earned my place here. Uh-huh. Um, and now everybody's just sort of like, we, you know, we've all earned our place here. Colin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like chill out. You like have nothing to worry about. Uh-huh. And we've also all been working together for so long now that it just, I don't know, kind of makes sense. But like, we don't talk about dance stuff at home good so well you talk about shows that you've seen stuff you hated yeah yeah that's always fun yeah <laughs> but like like the feather theory work that we do together we don't really talk about you guys have a show coming up yeah we have oh, you just had one in june we just had one in june we may never dance again which is really sad because mm. we might not 
Uh, and then we have a show, I think, in 2020 at New York Live Arts. Awesome. Um, called Wednesday. And you have a show coming up in December. In December at Triskelion Arts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's going to be quite yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a continuation of the work that I showed in the Fresh Tracks residency showing mm-hmm. in, in June, which is a series of YouTube personas. Like one is this obnoxious yoga teacher. It's like continuing the thread. That's and really then good. it like devolves into this uh, like a character that's inspired by Waiting for Godot. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a it's a, that's more. it's a play. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it like devolves into nonsense, and yeah, I'm excited about it. And you're at Judson. And then at Judson at some point, and at Monday this fall. Monday this fall. Yeah. What is the... Um, do you have any advice for me about... Because I would like a husband, too, someday, and yeah. some Hudson Valley real estate, <laughs> some like the security but mostly the I guess I need to I need to go to therapy more to figure out what 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 else it is that I want but do you have it seems like it's worked out for you or it is working out yeah I I think it's working out do you think that's because of anything that you did I don't know in this in some ways I feel I feel very lucky and fortunate it doesn't help <laughs> not helping not I don't helping. know I don't know I don't know what to say um, I don't know I've never been asked this question before um, if I don't know I think like so everything that's coming to mind are like horrible cliches mm-hmm. so like I don't even know um, yeah I feel like you have to know yourself I feel like I didn't know myself before I got together with Raja. Like I was still figuring it out. And then because we were both, because we had both like been with other people and and like had had messy parts of our lives where we were like figuring ourselves out and exploring. And, you know, I feel like when we got together, I was in a place of like, I'm pretty secure in who I am. Like I think I'm, I know myself. Um, and I think that helped. So before you met him, or as you in your relationship with him, you started to like feel that way. like as I entered into that relationship, it was like I'm I know myself more than if we would have if I if Raj and I would have started dating when I was twenty two, it would have been I was a hot mess. <laughs> Whereas twenty five, twenty five, I guess delivered. I don't know. But age is so strange. I don't know. Like I don't know. Age is weird. Because, yeah, age is weird. Like you're going to be <laughs> married before you're 30. <laughs> I guess so. Right? I'm turning 30 in October. So Wow. <laughs> Just under the nose. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 27. 27. Are you excited about entering into your 30s? I feel like it's far away. Yeah. I feel fine, actually. Yeah. I get, I get like, more relaxed. If, if anyone <clears throat> could believe it, I get more relaxed as I get older. <laughs> No, I think that, I, that's relaxed. how I feel. I feel like so relieved to be getting older. I'm like, yes, thank God, some you of this shit me is to go over. Back <laughs> yeah, to any previous time. Yeah, like time period. Like I do feel like each year is better, and I like moving along. Yeah, more. Yeah. 
thanks for coming on the podcast yeah thanks for having me this was fun of course (laughs)